Hey friends, welcome to the She Found Joy podcast with Lauren Gaskill and Rochelle Merrill. Each week we get together to talk about Jesus' life and all things joy. We hope that each episode will help you to find joy and live in victory. We do this by joining with Jesus on the journey to wholeness. Jesus came so that each of us could be healed, delivered, and set free, and that is our hope for every single one of you. We We love you, and thanks for listening. Hey friends, welcome back to the She Found Joy podcast. We are continuing our conversation on what is happening in the world right now, how we can stay rooted and grounded in love, and how we can stay in a place of wholeness throughout this time, and how we can be the hands and feet of Jesus. And we believe the word of the Lord over coronavirus. Yes. And so we're just so excited to be continuing this conversation yes. with you today. Yes, thank so, you, Rochelle, you know, one of the things when we were wrapping up the last part of this conversation that the Lord brought to my mind. There's a dear friend of mine. Uh, She's actually a member of the She Found Joy writing team. Her name is Nikki Weller. Y'all go check out Nikki Weller Ministries on Facebook, and she has a website too. But she is an incredibly anointed woman of God. She hears the voice of the Lord very clearly, and she is very prophetic. And so I not only value her as a dear, dear friend and a sister, but just as someone who knows the Lord intimately. And she said to me one day, she said, the Lord told me to tell you, and this is something that I now say all the time, that we are not people of desperation. We are children of promise. And one of the ways that I've kind of turned that phrase is say, we are not people of panic. We are not people of fear. We are children of of promise. And so I'd love to spend the next couple of minutes talking about like, what does it mean to be children of promise? What are some of those promises? We know that the Bible says that for every promise that God has ever made, they are yes in Christ and yes and amen. And so what, what does that mean? Well, I think part of it is rest. When Mm. we believe the promises of God over what we see in the natural it's rest. There's mm. peace in that. You know, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. And so, you know, I love what Graham Cook says. He says, oh, there's a problem? Oh, I'm so excited because now I know there's a promise, right? Yeah. So problem is an opportunity for a promise to come into our lives. The promises of God are yes and amen. And it's our responsibility as his kids to know what his promises are. That's like my earthly father. If he said, Rochelle... I promise you that when I pick you up today, I'm going to take you to get an ice cream, right? When I was a little girl, I remembered that promise and I knew he was going to do it, right? So it's like our father. It's like if we don't know what he's promised to us, it's kind of like having um, an inheritance or a will, but you never read it and you don't know. Mm. And so we live in fear because we don't really understand what Jesus died to give us. And all through the Bible, the promises that God gives to those who love him. Yes. Right, so it's for those who have accepted Jesus as his Savior. Unfortunately, the promises are not true for everyone because he looks at us through the lens of Jesus, you know? It's like, you know, Abraham, he had promises that were sent to him, but it went through generation. He didn't even get to see all the promises fulfilled, but they were still true, right? Yes. So I think sometimes it's important for us, especially in light of the coronavirus and all of those things, that we ponder those promises. 
You know, we, maybe we type out some of our favorite promises or the ones the Lord is highlighting to us for this particular season and start really musing over those. What that, what, Lord, what are you really saying about this promise? Yes. You know, what are you saying to me? And, you know, how can I encourage others with the promise? And he'll, he may actually put in your heart, Lauren, the promises that he has for you for this season. Mm. It's so mm-hmm. dear, you know, yeah. like as his daughters, yeah. you know, a dad wants to reassure us. Yes. He, he wants us to know that, look, you know, some of you, your earthly fathers may not have been able to keep a promise, but I can tell you right now that your heavenly dad, he never, he's not trying to trick you. And he never breaks a promise. He never breaks a promise and he never breaks covenant. So he's a covenant-keeping God. That's and right. with Abraham, there was the old covenant. Right. And now because of Jesus, we're living in the new covenant. And it is our responsibility to know the promises of our Father. There's a verse in Hosea 4, 6 that says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You know, even in the Old Testament, though, Lauren, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he made promises for the lineage. Right. And he did it even back then. Now, we are under Jesus, right? So we're under the covenant with Jesus. But it just shows us the character of God as far as fulfilling his promise. Yes, yes, yes. And so just to piggyback on what you were saying, I think it's really important for us to sit down with the word of God and to also sit down in his presence and to read and and ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate. There's so many promises in the word, and they're all yes in Christ. And... So spend some time and really ask the Lord, like, what are you speaking over this season? I know this, the, the last year or so of my life, the Lord has been speaking Isaiah 30, 15 over me. For the Lord, God, the Holy One of Israel has said, you will be delivered by returning and resting. Your strength will lie in quiet confidence. That is a promise from the Lord that we're delivered not by putting up our dukes and fighting with everything that we have in us. You know, my friend Nikki, again, she said to me one day, we were talking on the phone for more than an hour. It was a beautiful conversation. And she was telling me that she she saw me on this this cliff, the Cliffs of Moher. They're in Ireland. And and I, I, I was almost on the edge and I felt like I was going to fall. And she said, Jesus is standing right behind you. He just wants you to turn around and sit down. And she said, eventually you'll be able to come to this place where you're able to sit down and see that you have the armor of God on you. You still have the armor of God, but you're 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 in a posture of rest while you have the armor on. And and Jesus is at your back. He's your rear guard because there's no there's nothing protecting your back in the armor of God. So he is your rear guard. And not only has he obliterated, the past has died. It is over and done with. But he says, honey. I want you to watch and see the deliverance of the Lord. So that is a promise that he's given to me. Maybe the Holy Spirit's illuminating that to your heart right now and making that come alive to you. Maybe that's a promise for you for this season. But like Rochelle said, get out some paper and let's let's write down like yes. what are the promises that God wants Maybe me to stand to journal, on. Especially since we may be home for a while. What a great time to journal and write those promises out and then actually have the Lord speak to your heart about those. Yes. One of the scriptures the Lord's kind of given me this season is James 4.10. Humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. Mm-hmm. You know, in due time, some say in due time, you know, he will exalt you. And I love that scripture because it just, it's a promise from him. 
I don't have to strive to do what God's called me to do. Yes. I just sacrifice myself as an offering to the Lord, Mm -hmm. humble myself before Him, and let Him do the lifting, Mm -hmm. right? So the promises bring such life to us, and they also bring such hope and peace and joy. Remember, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So if I'm not looking at the promise, but I'm looking at the problem, or I'm just looking at the world, um, the world doesn't show me... Actually, everything in the world is futile. So the world doesn't show me that anything is for long term. In fact, everything of the world is short term. You know, the Bible talks about things of this world where moths and rust and thieves can steal, right? Steal. It. So the things, the promises of God are yes and amen. And those are the things we hang on to. Yes, absolutely. You know, Rochelle, as you were talking, I was reminded of Romans 8 and verse 6. It says, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Mm-hmm. So carnally minded, that's that's the flesh. But to be spiritually minded, to have your mind fixed on the Father, that is life and peace, mm-hmm. fixed on his promises. So I, I, I want to share a teaching from Dan Muller. Dan is an incredible man of God. I highly recommend his teachings for those of you listening. And he talks a lot about communion with the Lord and it's something that I've really been working on in my life is like we were meant to live with him all day long all the time every hour every minute of the day and he wants to talk to us he's delighted in us he wants to be with us. We've talked about that on other episodes. He wants to comfort us. Yes, he wants to comfort us. And so one of the ways that I've been building communion is just actually taking a practice that I learned from a class that Dan taught. And it's where you don't, you know, there's a big movement in the body of Christ with the word of faith and confession. And I'm not against that, but I think it needs to be in its proper place. So if you are standing on the word of God from a religious standpoint and not from a relationship and realizing that you're in covenant, you're in relationship, you have a good father, there's a big difference. You're either using the word or you're resting in it. Bill Johnson says, when I declare the word of God to get something back from the Lord, it's like flattery. Oh, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah, it's really good. Mike I heard it. Drop. I was like, what? Yes. I mean, I was actually at the gym and I was like, ah, you know, it was like so good. You know, another way the Lauren to be reminded of the promises of God, especially during this season, I don't know, you know, what's happening with the virus. Some people may have to stay in, maybe they're more elderly and things like that is by taking communion. Yes. Because when we take communion, so good. we need to declare what Jesus did. You know, he said, do this in remembrance of me. So we take the bread and we take the blood in remembrance of him, but we also take it. And I know like when Shannon and I do communion, we thank the Lord for all that he did on the cross and what his blood bought as a reminder. And for us, not flattery, so he'll do it for us, but to remind us, do this in remembrance of me, of all that he died for, right? And that Holy Spirit, that he died for us to have Holy Spirit, the mighty rushing wind, right? And something happens when you take communion, not as a religious thing, just take it. Actually, <laughs> the Bible says if you take communion, and you know, I'm paraphrasing, but you take communion um, in a way that's not honoring of the Lord. You actually hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. You put a judgment on yourself. Right. And, you know, I didn't really want to hear that. I read about it, and I was like, oh, you know. And then I got in my word, and I really read about it, and I was like, wow. And I think it's kind of like taking the Lord's name in vain. 
if I just take it and just because it's a thing to do, but I don't really honor what it is. Oof. Yeah, it's like putting judgment on yourself. And so I, I, I would say, you know, we can take communion at home. We have bread, we have crackers, whatever, juice. And what an awesome opportunity that is to be reminded of the promises yep. and to also do what he asked us to do. Yeah, you just take the bread in the cup and you say, Father, I thank you that you sent your son, you sent your word to heal yes. me of all of my disease. Father, I thank you that you are the Lord who forgives all my sins and heals all of my diseases. Father, I thank you that by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. Yeah. You know, and that that's that's what real communion looks like. Yes. Is it says enter His gates with thanksgiving. Yes, you know, Praise. I thought for the first couple decades of my life that prayer was just a list of complaints. That's not what prayer is. It's time to get alone with God and to, to meditate on the truth and to thank Him for it. We live on the side of history where it is finished. Yes. So we can say, Father, thank you yes. and stay in that place. Now, He also tells us to bring our requests before Him. And Paul says we boldly come before yeah. the throne of grace That's with confidence right. to receive the grace that we need in our t time of need. But... That's only part of it, right? And so I think so much of cultivating that that faith in the Word of God is thanking Him for it. And as you again, as you thank Him for it, it just becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger in your life. And when you're taking communion too, you might be in a season where you're like, I really want to highlight on what He did with healing. You know, I feel like I just really want to pray into that when I do communion. But you might be in a season where the Lord's really highlighting communion for you as the fact that He wants to be with you, that He died on the cross because He wants to be with you. Or maybe it's the Holy Spirit. All of them are important. But I think it's really awesome to just sit with Him by yourself with communion and ask Him, Lord, what do you want to say to me about this? You know, making it a time of worship even, where you're not even asking him to speak to you, yeah. taking communion and just getting yeah. on your face and crying out in thankfulness for what he did on the cross. Yes. Amen. Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And how does that happen? Renewing of your mind. Let's talk about that. How do we How do we renew our minds so that we can believe the promises of God, that we are children of promise? Well, you know, I, we've talked about this before. but Yeah, we talked about on the surrendered mind. Be transformed. It doesn't say go get transformed. Be transformed. It's not a striving. Right, so the renewing of my mind is being. Being what? Being with Jesus. Yes. Being with Him. Being in oneness. Community with Him. Connection. I hear the Lord word. saying, we're not the ones who do the transforming. He yes. is. <laughs> we can't. We can't. I mean, there's no, no. way. <laughs> but here's the thing. I don't think transformation comes from being passive. Yeah. So there's a difference in resting and being passive. So a great example of that is Lauren. We talked about it the last episode where she ran 27 minutes. Now, that was not a passive resting. There was rest in the run that she did, believing for her healing, believing, doing what God told her to do. But she had to put some, she put some action into it, right? So it really is action out of rest sometimes. Mm -hmm. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Yep. Right. So being transformed could be, well, you know what? I'm going to be around somebody that I know has the anointing for something that I really am longing for, like Randy Clark at Global Awakening or something like that. And I'm being transformed, being under that type of anointing. Maybe it's being in the Word. Maybe it's soaking in His presence. Maybe it's out of worship, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. But it's His heart for us to be transformed, not to go. Is it, 
I don't care who you are, anybody will tell you that when you try and try to transform yourself, especially if it's a habit or a hang up or something, you always use, it seems like everybody kind of ends feeling like defeated or in shame because they can't do it. So here's the thing. We can't really do anything. No. I can't I can't heal myself. You can do all things I can't, through Christ who strengthens I, correct. you. Correct. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So yeah, the whole renewing of the mind thing. We don't have to understand. How, how many of you know listening to the podcast today that you don't necessarily have to understand something to believe it? So I don't pretend to understand how spiritual warfare works. We're actually going to have a podcast series on spiritual warfare because you asked for it. So and you're going to get it. We're going to give it to you. We love you. Um, that'll be coming up in, in the weeks to come. But I don't have to understand how that works to believe that when the Lord says that I trample on serpents and scorpions and that he says that... I take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. I submit to God. I resist the devil and he flees. I don't have to know how it all works to believe the truth. And so, again, it's getting alone with God and saying, God, thank you that as I meet with you, that as I live with you, that as I, I grow up in all the things of Christ, that that I am being transformed, mm-hmm. that you are renewing my mind and that we're doing this together and that it's not something that I have to do in my own strength and thank you that you are daily renewing my body by your spirit. You are yes. bringing life to my bones. Thank you that since Jesus's body didn't see decay, my body won't see yeah, decay either. Your faith starts to rise up, doesn't your faith it? faith rises up. As soon as I start saying the truth yep. of the situation, all of a sudden, everything, I can feel it shift. Prophesy to dry bones. Yes. Ezekiel prophesied and he yes. said, come alive, dry bones. Yes. So there are days where I have to tell my flesh, no, you're going to die today because you're going to live by the Spirit. Come on. Yep. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, that's really, I mean, we don't have eyes to see the promises anyway. They're just like words on a piece of paper. It doesn't mean anything. That's why the Bible says it's foolishness to those that don't have the Holy Spirit because it just doesn't make sense in the natural, right? But in the supernatural, it makes tons of sense. And so I ask you today, what promises is the Lord stirring in your heart for you that he has for you in this season? Hmm. Yeah. And the thing about resting in his promises, Rochelle, is that God is not a man that he should lie. Numbers Uh, 23, 19. Numbers 23, 19. In fact, I want to read a little bit from that passage. So the fun fact about this verse, Rochelle. Tell me. So there is, I think I may have already told you this once, but there's a... A Jewish tradition, I have a friend who knows a Messianic Jew, and on your birthday, there's a reading, and it, they schedule it out for every day of the year. It's different, and it's always changing. It's, it's based on, I don't know what it's based on, but it's like a something that they put in place like pre-Jesus. I think you sent that to me. And, yeah, and, and this passage, Numbers 23, 19, it was part of the reading that was... On your birthday? On my birthday. And so, and and what was crazy about it was the Lord gave me this verse during when he started speaking to me about healing and the promises of his word. And then my friend told me about this and I was like, oh my gosh, this was on my birthday. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, 23, Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do? Or has he spoken and will he not make it Good. Behold, I have received a command to bless. He has blessed and I cannot reverse it. So this was actually a prophet. <laughs> a pro- prophet. A prophet. Um, but Balaam was actually a bad 
prophet. He was a bad prophet. But it's just proof that God can use (laughs) fallen people. And it's one of the most powerful, in my opinion, verses in the Old Testament. But we can trust the Lord to make good on his promises because he's not a man that he should lie. In fact, when he made a covenant and a promise with Abraham, he actually swore by himself because there was nothing greater to swear by. Come on. Can you imagine? Like, I'm just going to swear by myself. This is our God. There is no God like our God. Awesome. There's no God like Jehovah. Yes. Do you know that song? No, I don't. I'll have you a background. (laughs) Anything to do with Jesus, I'm in. I'll sing. I'll dance. I think that song actually was from a... um, We went to Exuma, Bahamas, and there was a CD stuck in our rental car. And the whole trip, it was the worst (laughs) trip ever. It was the worst trip ever, but we played it in the rental car. and That That is so funny. There's no God like Jehovah. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, I think just reading this scripture, it just reminds me that he doesn't lie. Like he's not trying to trick us, right? And the Lord gave me a vision. It was uh, last weekend, and um, and I spoke about it a little bit when we were praying before we were recording. But he gave me a vision, and in the vision I saw a magician with a magic hand. And it was a magic hand. A magician, and they had cards in his hand, and they were fanned out. And as they were fanned out, he said, you know, they have a sleight of hand where you can't really see what's going on, right? But then all of a sudden, you'll say, how did he do that? You know, and the Lord said, I'm not trying to trick you, right? I do what I say I'm going to do, but you can't always see what I'm doing. And you'll look and say, how did he do that, right? So I, I think about that when I read this verse, because I think sometimes when I'm waiting for a promise to come true, I, I, I don't waver. I know he's good, but I'm thinking, Lord, why am I not seeing it? But, you know, it says here that he's not going to lie. He's not going to repent. Mm-mm. He doesn't have to be forgiven because he's, so, he's lied and said the wrong right. thing. And he's, you know, he swears by his own name, like you said. He says, and will I not do it? If I said it, I'm going to do it. Correct. Correct. And so if he's spoken, you know, is he not going to make it good? Yes. And I'm like, wow, I think about that in a lot of areas. Maybe you're going through a financial difficulty right now. You love Jesus. You've been a tither. You, you know, you love Maybe the, the coronavirus, you're not able to work. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. Or maybe, you know, just something that's going on with one of your children and you've trained the child in the way that they should go. Well, those are great scriptures. Wow, train a child in the way they should go. And when they're old, they will not depart from it. Mm-hmm. And just keep saying it and believing it. Yes. And the more you say it, the more you're renewed. And Come it's not on. a striving, but the Word of God is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. And there's something about it, Lauren. It's so supernatural. But when Shannon will tell you, when I start walking around, we went from room to room. Yes. The week before last, the kids weren't home. And we went in every room and we started declaring the Word of God and anointing their pillows and it's just you could feel the shit. Absolutely. It's powerful. It's his word. Mm-hmm. It's like saying what he's saying mm-hmm. straight from heaven. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm reminded of the song. We're talking about songs again. Waymaker. Oh, I love right? That song. Even when I can't see it, yeah. you're working. Yeah. Thank you, God, that even when we cannot yes. see it, that you are working. Yes. We you don't depart <laughs> yes. from your words, so we won't depart yeah. from it either. Yes. Hallelujah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. You know, he makes a way where there is no way. Mm-hmm. He does miracles, right? Where we don't even think it's possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's who he is, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is the hour where the Lord is is drawing a line in the sand. And it's like Okay, he's separating the wheat from the chaff. 
Are you going to be a, a woman of God? Or if I know we have men who listen to the podcast to represent. Come on, Come on. Are, are you going to be the man or woman of God who does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, even if it looks like foolishness to the world? Yes. Are you, at the end of the day, are you going to live by faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things mm-hmm. not Seen. This is what God calls us to live by. Faith. Faith. Faith, faith, faith. And the Lord said, blessed are those who have not seen but believed. Okay. It was so you're blessed. righteous to Abraham mm-hmm. because he believed. He brought Isaac and he put him on the altar. That's mm-hmm. how much he believed. Oh, my goodness. I, Lord, give me that type of faith. I don't want to have to put my children on the altar, and I'm so glad I don't have to do that. But I'm saying, like, the people in the Word, look at Rahab. Yep. Look what she did. To protect. Yep. You know, she, I mean, she just did it. Yep. I mean, you think about, you know, the people that had so much faith and even the ones that faltered, like Peter. God <laughs> redeems it. He redeems it. He perfectly redeems it. And we don't it. have to beat ourselves up if, you know, we're struggling with a promise. Yes, right? absolutely. But, yeah, it's not, this isn't a religious thing. You know, I love the fact that I can go to my heavenly dad anytime and say, Dad, I am really having a hard time believing for this right now. Yep. And you know, his love comes in that room and he wraps me up in his arms and he just loves me like a father would. Mm, You know, mm -hmm. it's not like he's mad that I don't believe. We're counted righteous because of Christ. We're in the new covenant. It's not like he's mad because I don't believe. He just he has knows. compassion, but he wants me to he believe. He wants you to believe. He wants me to believe because he knows what happens when I come into agreement. Absolutely. With his word. Mm-hmm. Right. When we he come wants in, to use me. When we come into agreement with his word, we are unstoppable forces for the kingdom of God. Yeah. Because there is nothing greater than God and his word. Nothing. And so... Nobody created him. Nothing greater. Yeah. He was and is and always will be. Is, and to, is to come. come. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I see the promises of God in nature. When I look out and I see the leaves changing or the winter coming or, you know, everything that happens in the natural happens in the supernatural. Mm-hmm. And his promises always line up with what you see in front of you. The problem is sometimes we're so wrapped up in our own lives we can't see past our own noses because we can't see what he's got in front of us. And I, you know, he talks about, you know, there's a season for everything, you know, and I think that promise is really important to a lot of people right now. Maybe you're in a season of struggle, right? Well, I have news for you. Winter doesn't last forever and springtime's coming, yep. right? So sometimes it's just me, Lauren, remembering the promises of God. Maybe nature really speaks to you. Maybe, you know, you need to go take a walk in the woods and take a hike. And my friend Gigi, shout out to Gigi. She loves to go in the woods. She's hilarious. She's like the sweetest thing. She goes, I'm going in the woods today. I'm like, you are? You're still feminine, girl. That's how I am. I'm going in the woods today. And, and for her, you know, it really helps her to remember the promises of God. Maybe it's looking at a baby asleep. Maybe it's your child. Or maybe it's even looking at the mess in your house because the kids have made a mess, but there's a promise attached to it that you even had these children. Or maybe it's watching testimonies. So watching your dishes. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That's, yes. a, verse, that's a verse in Revelation. Yes. And I will tell you, when I <laughs> when I first started learning about healing, <laughs> I um my friend told me, watch watch testimonies. And so I would watch them and I'd be like, Build your faith. No, at first In the beginning you were not no, happy about it. I was it, like, right? I will tell you my first Randy Clark video I ever watched, I was like, he's a phony. Ah 
And now I'm like, I respect him so much. He's like my, he, he's, he's met me, but he probably wouldn't know me, be able to pick me out out of a lineup because he meets hundreds of thousands of people. But I consider him my spiritual father. But the first couple times I was like, nope, these are fake. These are staged. Nope. Nope. I was so not in faith. But then as I continued to watch more and some of the stories, I mean, I'm sorry, you cannot act some of these miracle stories. Like, there's just no way. That's like with my miracle, when it's complete, there will be no denying that yes. it was God and God alone because yes. I literally was given a report from the doctor yes. that said, we can officially do nothing to help you. You've tried everything and good luck. And so, aren't you so glad we don't have to live on luck? Well, we, here's the thing. No we don't have thing. to live on luck and we don't have to live on the report of the world. And yes. so the world says... Hustle harder. The world says that every year your body is going to deteriorate yeah. and you're going to get arthritis. Yeah, that's a and lie. the world says that when you have a baby that you're yes. going to be in pain yes. when you give birth. Yes. I know I've heard stories of women yeah. who have stood on the promise of God and who haven't had any pain during wow. childbirth Come because on. they were like, it wasn't in the garden. Yes. It's not in heaven. Yes. So yes. it's not going to happen in my body. Right now. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. So that's the higher. God is calling us higher. Yes. He is calling us to live, to walk on water. Come on. Jesus said greater works. Yes. And he's, he do? Calling, he's calling us to see it from heaven's perspective. Hallelujah. From heaven's. There's a great cloud of witnesses, right? To see things the way heaven sees them. We're under an open heaven. We have access to everything that heaven has. Yep. And so we are, I mean, can you believe it? We're seated in heavenly places. We're seated in Christ Jesus in heavenly places. And that's not just a verse, that's a reality. No, it's the truth. We I will are. actually, Rochelle, I will actually sometimes when I am speaking to something, I will actually picture myself. Like God has given me this picture yeah. where like Jesus is over all of us. Right. And we are in him. Right. And and we're seated. Yeah. And I am I it's 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 almost like He's sometimes it with you. sometimes I actually stand up and I will see my arm extending and as I speak it's carrying all of the power because it's coming from Come on. within Jesus, the heart of Jesus Come into on. the world. And so I'll 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 picture that in my mind. Um I know Smith Wigglesworth, I think it was, he would actually picture his hands as being the hands of Jesus when he was praying for people. Come on. Yep. Our, our godly imagination sure. is important. It's very important. You know, there's a verse in Proverbs, Proverbs 23, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. We also know, and that has to do with imagination, as you think in your heart. When you're thinking you in muse. your heart, it's your musing, it's your yes. imagination. Oh, it's so true. And the Bible also tells us, Paul said, we cast down every imagination that exalts itself up against the knowledge of God. So your imagination, what you picture, your perspective, what you see in your spirit, it matters. And it says here also that we're supposed to bring every thought into obedience of Christ. To Christ. Mm -hmm. Every thought. And so just like what you were saying, I can really relate to that, Lauren, because it's like we muse with like we we ponder things in our own heart. Don't know? ponder garbage. Well, it's easy to do. We're human, right? You, I it's mean, true. if you have an ache of pain, you have a this or you have, you have trials, you're busy, you're working, whatever. Some single moms may be listening. They're working full time. They've got three kids. They're, you know, everything's going on that could go on wrong. And then at that moment, they could feel hope, be hopeless. But we're called to call those thoughts into the obedience of Christ. Mm -hmm. And when I think about that, it's it's 
it's, you know, having the mind of Christ, the Bible says we have the mind of Christ. His mind is in us. I don't have to fight for it. I just have to lean into it, right? Yep. Anything that rises, anything that rises up against the knowledge of who we know God is, we have to deal with it immediately. Yep. And I guess it's the discernment of knowing when it's happening. Mm. Because sometimes mm-hmm. we don't even realize it's happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, as I speak for Lauren and I, because we, you know, we, we talk very frequently and we'll have those moments where we're like, Oh, you know, whatever is happening. And then the other one helps to pull the other one back in. But it's not, uh, don't feel bad if you're struggling to hold thoughts captive. But it's seeing things from heaven's perspective, right? That's where the promise of identity is so important. If yeah. Everything comes from identity. I'm going to let everybody it know really right does. now. Everything, the promises all come from identity. Because if you know who you are, you know who God says you are, the beloved, and you're going to trust his promises because you're going to know how much he radically loves you. Mm-hmm. And everything flows from that. Amen. So. so I just actually want to pray right now. like God, I thank you that you love to give your kids the kingdom. Oh, that it is yes. your pleasure to give us the things of the kingdom. And so we say yes to identity. We thank you for the identity that you've given us in Christ. I ask that that knowledge... That godly knowledge of who these women and men listening are in Christ, that it would invade their mind and that it would saturate every part of their spirit, soul, and body. Holy Spirit, make it come alive in a fresh and personal way. Let every listener come to understand not only are they seated in heavenly places, they are a son, they are a daughter of the king who is victorious and who reigns above all, who has given us his authority to be his ambassadors on this earth to declare the word of the Lord over the situations that are happening in our bodies, in our minds, in our families, in our world, in our communities, wherever there's a problem, you are the answer. And so, Father, I just ask for a great increase our revelation, increase our faith, help us see that we are seated in heavenly places. Awaken our hearts to the wonder of what it is to be in Christ. May we come to know the fullness of what that means and to to believe in the power that you have placed within us, the life that is flowing out of us. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I, I thank you so much. Like Lauren said, that we're seated in heavenly places. And Lord, I ask you again for a deeper revelation of what that means. Yeah. What is heaven like? What does the culture of heaven look like? What What does the culture of heaven look like that is in us, the DNA mm-hmm. of Christ? And so, Father, I thank you, Father, that we don't succumb to the things of the world, but we lean into your promises because they're yes and amen. We trust you, Dad. We love you. We exalt your name. You are amazing. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And friends, we are praying for you yes. all the time. We love you so much. I actually just met somebody out in the community this past week, and they were like, hey, I listened to your podcast, and I just, we love you so much. Yes. It's such a joy to yes. be able to meet with you in this place. So we haven't been doing our, our whole where we've been reading a review, uh, but we would just like to say that, If this podcast has blessed you in any way, share it with a friend. Share it with somebody who needs hope. We're all stuck in our homes right now anyways. Might as well listen to something that's good. (laughs) So send it, share it to a friend, leave a review on iTunes, and we love you so much. We will be back with you next week. Be blessed. Yes. Bye. Bye.